Father Lord, I break the chain over the church of God on earth. I take my stand in the counsel of the Most High, who, who lives forever and ever and declare. Every counsel of Lucifer over government of nations will destroy in the name of Jesus. We prophesy over tribe and tongues that everyone will hear the voice of the Lord Jesus through the leaves of his servants, his children. In every language they shall hear, the powers that control the mind of man shall fail as we progress into the new month of September. The banner of glory and power shall rise above nations. For the king of heaven will smash to pieces every cohort of the devil that he has sent over nations. They will fail in the name of the Lord of hosts. The mercy of God shall come upon the planet earth. It shall come upon tribes and tongues and various languages of people. And many shall begin to accept Jesus who have not been preached unto. For the presence of God shall be made known from the east to the west, from the north to the south. The agenda of Satan that he had prepared between the month of October shall fail. For the prayers of the saints have been mingled with the incense that has gone to the throne of the Father. Every spirit that Satan sent to weaken human beings and weary people from praying will destroy your power and weaken you in the name of Jesus. You spirit of frustration, the Lord rebuke you. You spirit of arguments, you who argue without knowledge, I cast you out from the vessels that you have occupied in the name of Jesus. I command liberty, healing, 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 to flow to everyone who hears my voice across the globe right now. That the glory of the presence of God will surround you where you are and make you whole. From the realm of your mind to the realm of your heart to the realm of your spirit to the realm of your soul, that the Lord will send his fire into your mind, into your soul, into your spirit, into your heart. And destroy everything that the devil has coded in you from the day you were conceived to the day you were born to the time that you are living even right now. That the will of God for you shall be fulfilled. Every ability you need to fulfill God's will, receiving the name of Jesus Christ. As the Lord pours out his spirit upon us in this week, you will never be missing in it. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. You have conquered and you have granted us victory. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Somebody say amen. Let me say this to you. I want to read some scriptures to you. I promised you last Sunday that I will complete the lecture I've been teaching you on the heart, the mind, the soul, and the spirit. And I will do that very quickly. Things about the heart, mind, and thoughts. This is a lecture that covers your, your mind, your soul, your heart, and your spirit. Remember, I told you, I reminded you, you are a spirit. Say after me, I'm a spirit. I live in the body. I have a mind. 
We are a spirit. We live in the we are spirits rather. We live in the body, which is this flesh. And God has given us a mind. Our mind, we looked at in the previous lecture, is the function that controls our body. He has also given us a soul. And our soul is the function that controls our heart, which is the embodiment within our spirit. And we recognize from all the previous scriptures that as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. What you and I are today is a result of how we have used our mind yesterday or sometime before now. When people are young and uh, you are teaching them, some of them will follow what is being taught. And some of them will behave like Rehoboam, who will go to take counsel from youth like them. And we will carry the bar by exuberance. What happened about within 10 years to 15 years is that those who, who obeyed, you will see them beginning to deviate, deviate from the ones who did not obey. You will see the life of the one who thought he could do anything by his own power and it's okay for him to just do whatever he likes. And many of them will feel it is too late for them to catch up. Because the other ones who have obeyed instructions and have followed godly instructions will have been taking the path to become rulers in the same country. Authorities in the same country. People who rule the economy, who rule the government, who rule policies and decisions. And they will have risen in the path of life, heading to be, aiming to become the head in institutions. Because they were not um, enticed by the enticement of this world of looking for pennies that will not last you. Now they can control money, they can control wealth, they can live comfortable, they can, they can have a good family, a good life. While the ones who decided not to obey will begin to struggle in life. This is the cycle of man in every race and every generation. And um, man, whether Europe or America or, you know, Africa or India, it does not matter. This is what man is. What made man like that is your mind. Your mind. Whoever you sell your mind to becomes your God. And whoever you sell your mind to is the one you worship. He's the one that controls your intellect. He's the one that controls your actions. That is the reason why in the book of 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, and I will read that to read 16. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ears have had, no mind has conceived. Conception comes from the mind. But thought comes from the heart. Concept, concept is developed in the mind. But thoughts come from the heart. And it is the heart that feeds the mind for the mind to begin to process concepts. What no man has conceived, God has prepared for those who what? Who love him. 
For your mind to function right, you must be a God lover. We have read so much this week about various kings who started very well. Kings that God appeared to over the past, within this August, like Solomon. God appeared to him twice. And then how could a man like that shipwreck? His mindset. And of course, we read just yesterday about, uh, this week about Jehu. We began from Jeroboam. Jeroboam, who was a man that he was not born to be a royal person. However, God gave him ten tribes of, of the whole kingdom of Israel. And yet, our God spoke to him, spoken to him, and the prophet who spoke to him is still alive. He thought in himself that if the people go across to Judah, they will not... They will pay allegiance to Rehoboam. But understand, his demise started when he thought to himself. A mind that is not controlled by God is death. I'm talking about your mind set. He says in this scripture, for your mind to conceive what ordinary mind cannot conceive. For you to be able to think right in life. And find solution where people are struggling in life. Either by vision, by trance, by revelation, or by the Holy Spirit speaking into your spirit. Innovations that ordinary mind cannot access. Both in your, in your you know, career or in God. Revealing to you what will happen in nations before they happen. So that when those things happen, if they are not good things, you are, you are cool. You must be a God lover. And this is the underlining factor for the whole of this week. Starting from tomorrow, when we are looking at the Holy Ghost Convention, we are going to be looking at the gift of prophecy or the area of prophetic and angelic visitations. Every Christian should see angels. They are always around you. As I am so here, I have four angels with me right here. When I move, the four of them move. When I shift into power, you see them in action. And that's when I command the sick and they shall be healed. Lame will walk and blind see. Or I begin to speak about someone and it is you. And then you say, oh, I had this issue. Apostles spoke about it and it's gone. It is the work of those angels. And every one of you have an angel assigned to you. You have an angel assigned to you, we will look at that very much in this week, <clears throat> since you were conceived, till you were born. And Jesus said, the angels of the children behold the face of the Father. And this angel will go back when you die. It's when you die, you will see them, you know, now read. And then they will return back to God to give account of your life. So there is nothing you can do in the secret. The angels are there with you. The, the angel, ministering spirit, is there with you, recording everything. You cannot separate from him. When you are sleeping, they are awake. But then you also have ministry angels who look very much in detail. The work of these angels is to cooperate with the Holy Spirit by manipulating your mind so that you will be thinking in line with what the Bible says, even when you have not read the Bible. And ordinary human being called that good conscience. 
The same way you have demons assigned to you by the devil from the day you were conceived. And so the battle of the mind of man is between evil spirit and Holy Spirit of God. But it is your choice. This is the reason why I said to you that there are several things that I've I've read to you which we will complete today. Concerning your heart, your mind, and your thoughts. Number one, your heart is the treasure house of all thoughts, whether good and evil. However, your mind is the realm of your concept. All thoughts come from the mind, from the heart. And that is Matthew twelve thirty-five. A good man out of the good treasure. In, of his heart, bring forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Now you understand that the word good and evil is personified in the scripture by the word man, it is qualified by the word man. So we will end this lecture looking at what makes the man who God created evil, and what makes another man, you know, good. But the Bible says, a man has no authority or power to produce anything that his heart does not store. Because a good man will look into his store, which is his heart, and bring out thoughts. And then we saw further in Mark 6, 7, 23 to 21 to 23. Mark 7, 21 to 23. For from within our hearts, or the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts. All evil thoughts come from the heart of men. Adulteries, fornication, murders, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye blasphemy, pride, foolishness. And verse 23 says, all these evil things come from within a man and it defiles man. That is to say that whatever is in your heart controls your mind and that is what controls your speech and controls your action. Every action of a man is a seed. And every word a man speaks is a seed. They will come back to haunt you. If you sow a bad seed now, you can never pray against harvest of, you know, evil, a bad harvest. You will have it. God don't answer such prayers. For God has said, whatsoever a man soweth, that is a reap. But if I have been sowing bad before, and now I'm harvesting according to my seed. If I repent of my sins and accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm fall in love with God. Go back to my Corinthians, please. And I fall in love with God. What happens to me? I will begin to produce good fruits. Fruits in line with God. Because not I that live now, but that is Christ that lives in me. The life I live now, I live to the glory of the Son of God who loved me. And so, when I begin to produce these good fruits, 
few years, I will be having harvest of my good fruits and the harvest of the bad I have done before. Little by little we fade away. Because I have conquered the bad harvest by planting new brands, brand, a new brand of seeds. And then I will come to a time shortly where no more bad harvest. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. But this has to do with the heart and mind of man. You can leave that Corinthians now. There are 13 things that we saw in Mark 7, 21 and 23. 13 evil things the Bible mentioned. Now remember, your senses provide thoughts in your heart. All your five senses, they will provoke a, a, and they will give information to your mind, which will go to your heart and develop a thoughts. And we saw that in the book of eight, uh, Genesis 8, 20 and 21, where God smelled the pleasing aroma and he said in his heart, All right, never again will I curse man. I curse the ground because of man. Then you recognize too that all your plans have their roots in your heart. You know, that Genesis, the one I said, that your senses are provoked, your senses provoke thoughts in your heart. That's the reason why you must control your senses. Adultery comes from the heart. To uh, an eye who lusts after some other, you know, person. When you allow lust in your eyes, it triggers adultery from your heart. When you are covetous, because you saw somebody is wealthy, and you are covetous, and you are not of God, it begins to develop in your heart to look for it, to cut corners, get rich quick. And it will get you into many problems. And the Bible says that anybody who wants to get rich quick will get into many problems. All these things are basic and they are scriptures. You cannot avoid it until Satan catch up with that sort of person because the devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But you must know also that all your plans have their root in your heart. Proverbs 16:9. In his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Number two, all these I've just spoken to you are under your heart is your treasure house of all thoughts, whether good or bad. Now number two of the seven things about your heart, mind, and thoughts is this. Your heart controls your mouth. There is nothing you speak in your mouth that did not come from your heart. There is no such a thing as I made a mistake. I didn't want to say it. But before your mouth functions, your mind is connected. And the Bible says in the book of Matthew twelve thirty four, brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? He was talking to the Pharisees. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The other translation says out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, we recognize that thoughts reside in your heart, and whenever anything triggers your senses, triggers your mind, your heart supplies a thought. 
and your mind begin to process it and before your mouth speak it even those things that you spoke in nanosecond as a reaction they have gone through the process the bible is speaking number three every imagination and thoughts come from the heart genesis 6 5 and god saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination and thought of his heart was only evil continuously i read the king james version on that every inclination every imagination and thought of his heart was only evil continuously if you look at the king james the niv version it says the lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth has become and that every inclination of his thoughts of his heart was only evil so you understand that imagination is called inclination in the uh, niv very good because imagination is a process that inclines towards a particular aim that's the reason why he calls it inclination that is the substance or the focus towards which you lean which provokes your thoughts we need to understand this is how powerful our mind is three things that were spoken in that scripture your mind determines what you think number one in that scripture i read to you it says your mind determines what you think and what you do number two your soul should determine what you who who or your soul determines who and what you love and your heart controls your thoughts those are the three major things you can get from these scriptures because we don't have more time today and i want to finish within the next few minutes that's why i'm just giving you bullet points we have discussed all this in the home group if you look at the book of proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 king james version it says for he for as he thinketh in his heart so he, so is he so what you are today is a result of the way you use your heart yesterday i was very glad let me say this i can chuck it in <laughs> you know when they messed up with the a-level results strange enough most of the children of christ at Tabernacle, when they messed up everybody they were not messed up their result was okay and a number of them got secured in top universities one of my grandbabies sister tisha pastor benson's daughter just finished her gcse with i think three a stars and four a's that makes me happy one of our daughters also who just did her as level had gotten admission to study medicine in cambridge as level 
AS level. So, because in Cambridge and Oxford, you have to apply two years before. There are no universities that you just go on your final year of A level. Really, the discipline in those universities is that currently, she's attending the university and doing a course and we tested the medicine pre-medical before she will get into it. But her grade is all A stars. And I know another one too. Grandbaby. I'm very proud of them when I talk about them, man. Johannes. I call her Johannes. Because at a very young age, she decided to come and serve. I say, Joanna, she's my daughter I love so much. You know? If she has anything with the dad, she just, dad, 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 say, go and tell, talk to your dad. <laughs> That's a puzzle. Her result also is turning to Oxford. I'm saying this because we need to understand the scriptures. It says that God saw that the wickedness of man was so great in the earth and that every inclination of his thoughts, of the thought of his heart was only evil continuously. That is the world you are meeting outside there. That's why those of you who are young ones, (laughs) don't follow them. Let them follow you. You are the one who know where you're going. A Christian should make his Christianity known anywhere, everywhere. Be bold to say that you are following Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Even at the cost of your friends. Those are bad friends that should never be your friends. Anyone you tell that now I've I've accepted Jesus, I'm following Jesus, and a person makes jest of you, is because he is already going to hell. And Satan that is in him is the one who, 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 who laughed at him. His laughter is not against you. It's for himself. He laughs. He laughs. Listen to me. Be bold to talk about him. Jesus is the answer. Tell your mates about him, whether young or old. Therefore, I told you, three things you must know from that scripture. Your mind determines what you think and what you do. Number two, your soul determines what, who and what you love. Anything you have passion for, it's your soul. That's why they talk about soul tie. Your heart controls your thoughts. So, if your heart is the membrane, it can ruin you, and it can make you succeed in life. We will end up with the principle of the heart. Number four, you have the power to control your thoughts. If your heart produces thoughts, and these thoughts has effect on what will become of you in the future. Either through what you have spoken, what you have put in your mind to think and plan, your thoughts, therefore, needs to be under your own control. I'm saying that a man should be conscious of his thoughts, so that nothing comes out of your heart that you do not permit You may feel like getting angry, but you may decide not to be angry. You may feel like boxing somebody, but you will decide and you will caution yourself. You may feel like committing a sin, but you will say no in your heart and it will not be. 
If you can discipline your heart to say no to ungodly things, you will increase in your authority that when you speak, heaven will do what you are saying. Because your heart, as you discipline your heart, the more you discipline your heart, it is with the word of God you discipline it, the more you get strong or the stronger you become in the power of God, in the presence of God. And that will increase your intellect. It will increase your mind. It will increase your brain, which can be applicable to everything. When God appeared to Solomon and gave him the spirit power, what happened to Solomon? He knew everything. He was very intellectual because he had the intellect of the spirit. Look at the book of Daniel chapter, chapter 1 verse 17. Let me show you something very quickly. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17. Sorry there. Thank you so much. To these four young men, these are boys of, some said 17, some said 13. They were teenagers who were taken as slaves from Israel. And they came to a foreign land. And when they came to the foreign land, they recognized that the God of that foreign land is not the God of Israel. And so they decided not to defy themselves, even when the king of that land, you know, by God's ordination, enlisted them into the royal school so that they could be taught, like going to Eton College. But however, in their own days, anybody who goes to that royal school is fed with the food of idols. And these four young men refused to eat the food of idols, and they were eating vegetables. And at the end of the course, they were more intelligent than anybody. How did they get intelligence? It says, to the four young men, God gave knowledge. God gave knowledge. And what? Understanding of all kinds of literature, academics first, and then learning. And that learning is applicable to everything. If you can learn God, you can learn anything. If you can know God, you can know every good thing. If you can read the Bible and understand, you can, you can pieces any intellectual book. It is the one that you don't want, you cannot conquer. Because the word of God is mystery. And when you are reading the Bible and you are studying the Bible, it, it quotes your mind in a way to be able to decipher and, and, and resolve mysteries. I cannot see a person who has a deep knowledge of God and deep knowledge of the word of God. I cannot see such person fail in academics. Impossible. Impossible. It is impossible. Impossible and cannot. Therefore, God gave them knowledge, understanding of Babylonian literature and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. You see what the Bible reads there? The first thing he conquered was vision and dream and then the other knowledge. Because when God gave Solomon knowledge, he became the best academician that ever existed. And God said, there will be no one before and after you. But however, it was God's knowledge to govern God's people. And with that knowledge, he wrote botany, he wrote medicine, he wrote engineering, he wrote everything. So therefore, I have maybe about 10 minutes more. No, 9 minutes. I can see 11.01 here. So number 4. You can, you have the power to control your thoughts. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 says, Casting down imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God 
I'm bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's what I just explained to you. How do you overcome in your thought? Any, Any inclination that comes to your mind before it goes to your heart, you must accept it first. As a direction. So what do you do? Whenever you have an imagination or inclination in your mind, check it by the word of God. Check it by common sense. Jehu, who God told, kill the whole of this household because they serve idol. Can you imagine? He ended up himself. Destroying all the foreign gods, Sidonian gods. But then he now reverted to worship golden cow of Jeroboam. Excuse me. He sent out the lesser devil to worship the bigger devil. Haven't God told him that I'm telling, I'm wiping off this family because they worship idol. And God told him that you, I give you a blank check. It's like God begging him to obey, to obey God. And he ended up, why? He could not cast down vain imagination. That's what happened to him. Jeroboam could not cast down vain imagination. Rehoboam could not cast down vain imagination. Even Asa, when Asa began, it was good. But toward the end of his life, instead of consulting God, he consulted man. And God was angry with him and gave him, gave him soul. Check all of them out. Casting down vain imagination. You have the power to cast down vain imagination. Especially those of you who have accepted Jesus Christ. If you have accepted Jesus Christ, you can never say, I didn't know why I did bad. You knew it is bad. You did it because you knew it. People who are not born again can be reckless and do anything because their master is the devil. He drives them like a drunken man and they have no power to control themselves from him or deliver themselves. But you, you can cast down imaginations, alright, and you can take every thought captive. That is, you align imagination and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Anything contrary, any advice contrary to God, you don't take it. Any imagination that is going to your mind that is contrary to God, you don't take it. So that you align your life with God. It may be good, but it may not be God. Not everything good is God. Satan do good. To fight for your right is good. But when it becomes the sons of Belial and burning houses, burning things and vandalizing things, I don't think that is good. I don't think that is good. I told you when they were fighting for black right, black life matter, as far as I'm concerned, the only way black life can matter in England, in America, is by those children I told you that they are going to Oxford and Cambridge. That's the only way it can matter. Any other way, forget it. The beggar will always be the slave of the rich man. Master-slave principle remain for life. If in your office they don't care to sack you, it's because you are not relevant. 
if you equip yourself with the knowledge of God, which will help you in the knowledge of this world and the skills of this world. If you tell, if you turn that resignation letter in the midst of COVID, it is your most superior that will come to your office to come and beg you not to go. You must train your mind by the word of God. Because this week we are going into operation of your mind. We are talking about faith. You can't get anything from God without faith. What brings faith? What is involved in faith is your heart and mind working together. Pari pursue in line with the word of God. If God says it, that's it. That is what brings boldness to a Christian. You can't, afraid. you can't be afraid of anything. Because you believe that whatever the Bible says, that is it. Your heart and mind is so important to you. And that is what the devil attacks. That's what he looks for. So therefore... You must cast down vain imagination. You have the power to control your thoughts. And take every thought captive. Don't let your thoughts make you captive. Remember this also. Every decision comes from your heart. Second Corinthians 9 7. It says, Each man should give that what he has decided in his heart. It's just talking about giving here. But it says decisions come from your heart. Because when you give, it must be from your heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves shovel givers. So when you go to a place where they are cajoling you to give and they are forcing you to give and they are putting a curse on you if you did not give, pack your bag and baggage and get out. Because the curse shall be to the one who said it, not to you. For you, you must give according to your decision in your heart. Don't do anything without your heart involved in it. Don't let anybody bring you, uh, 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 give you a false compassion. Don't let anybody put you in a position of guilt when you're about to give. It's wrong. Giving should be with joy. And it should be what you have, not what you don't have. Someone says, some people say that, go and borrow money. They are thieves and rogues. They will roast in hell. Now the principle, some people quote the word, I will not give God what does not cost me. They need to know the guy who said it. He was extremely rich. Extremely wealthy. David, he, he has so much money. To the extent that the money that his generation will spend for the rest of their life, he, he, he made it available. He told his son, you are not going to buy anything. Build the temple. Have everything planned, done. Approval, done. Everything that they will do. Build of conscience, done. Every material bought. You must be very careful. Your heart must be in every decision you make. Number five, you have the power to control your speech. You know, we talk about you can control your mind, then you can control your speech. Matthew 12, 33 to 35. He said, make a tree good and its fruit shall be good. Make a tree bad, its fruit shall be bad. I say, you brood of vipers, like he was saying to them the other time, he says, the good man bring good food, good things out of this good stored in, up in him, and the evil man bring evil things out of the evil stored in him. That is Matthew 12, 33 to 35. You have the power to control your speech. So what you bring out is what you have stored in your heart. That's what the Bible is saying. Note, what you are is your choice. Write that down. What you are is your choice. And your behavior defines who you are. What you are today is your choice. So if you know that you are not good, right, you can change, you can change your choice. Only five years, you will be good. 
I met somebody recently who, who knew me up till 2010. And the person was discussing with me. And then he went into talking in law. And I said, I think, well, that's my wife, that this guy doesn't recognize that things have shifted with Apostle Williams for the past 11 years. He didn't recognize that the Apostle Williams he, he knew didn't know law. But the apostolians he knew, he knows now, he's, good, he's, he's getting, starting his PhD in law. And in the field of law, if anybody will, will deceive me, that person will deceive Satan. You know, Satan is the chief deceiver. So I opened up. What I'm saying by that is that five years is enough to change your life. If you know that you are not in the right position, make a decision today. For, for about 11 years now, 12 years, I've been telling the church, go back to school, go back to school, go back to school. And many of you are running with it. Now you need them. Now it's working for you. Nobody who is born again must come to a place and say, I'm fed up. You can't be fed up. There is always life in God. You may miss it. But if you change your course, God is always waiting for you. That's why he said, the Lord shall restore to you the year the locusts have eaten. Come on now. There's no giving up for anyone who is in Christ. No giving up. Your future is bright. But remember, what you are is your choice. And if what you are today is not what you really need to be, you can change your choice today and then become what God wants you to be. What you really desire to be. Habakkuk chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged double sword. Piercing even the dividings of soul and spirit and joints and marrows. And is a discerner of the thoughts and, in, uh, and intent of the heart. The word of God. I'm talking about you can control your speech, your thoughts, your speech. This Lord tells me that by the word of God, you can divide your soul and your spirit. You can it can it can divide joint and marrows, and it is a discerner of thoughts and intent of the heart. You know, when I came in here, I was reading to you the scriptures for yesterday. I wonder if you are part of this church and you have not been reading the daily scriptures. How much you rub yourself if that's you. For those who are reading, you need to come and hear their prayer that they led yesterday. It's the prayer they led yesterday I'm talking about here. Come on now. The word of God is your medicine. Take it in the morning. Take it in the afternoon. Take it in the night. Wake up in the middle and take it. If you take it all the time, enough dose, it will cure your sicknesses. It will strengthen your weaknesses. It will, it will, it will, it will burn through your brain. It is what you don't want to know, you will not know. And you and I will not want to know bad things. So we will not know it. Those of you around me know this. Oh, somebody looked at me somehow. That is how he likes to look. What's your business? Somebody looked at you how? Are you in the business of looking at people who are looking at you? What did you use to see him when you are not when you say looking at you? To read omens is contrary to the word of God. And so, anyhow you look at me is irrelevant. Even if people say to me that you are useless, I don't care. I know what I am. It's not by your confession that I know what I am. 
They say to me that you are useless. Some people will say that over my dead body. Because you believe in what he said. That's why you are rejecting it. I reject it in the name of Jesus. Which name of Jesus? That's a, a command that comes from fear. If you tell a rich man, you can see a rich man who just came in, you know, Park his Rolls Royce or Bentley outside there, a brand new one, and he came in and he sat down in shirt and trousers, and someone said, You this ragged man, get out of here. Will he answer? He won't answer. Because he will recognize that it's the word of a fool. So why should Christians answer people who abuse you, who curse you? Why should you? Don't you remember the Bible says worms will eat their mouths? You have prolonged my message today, my ten minutes is over. Alright, then let me finish that chapter there. The word of God is the key. Eat it, drink it, love it, read it. If you don't understand, keep on reading. You will understand later. Read it again and again and again and again. The same chapter, the same verse. Each time you read it, it's spirit, it's life, it's sharp, it's fire. The Bible says. It's hammer. Colossians chapter 2 verse 16 and 17. Let the word of God dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with what? All wisdom. Quote the Bible, memorize it, chant it, say it, know it, speak it. When you are talking in interview, use the Bible to talk to them. They love it. They love it. You don't have to say as it is written in the book of Solomon chapter this and that. No, just quote that scripture and use it, apply it. They will say, what a wisdom. Somebody just went to do an interview last month. And certainly that person has gotten that job. Because the first day that she got there, you know, the interviewers were looking. And then they were, they were asking, the person was talking about the activities that he's involved in church and, you know, all stuff like that. Don't you know in church, one of the things you don't have in the world, in the church, you have interpersonal relationship with people. You can relate with the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you can be in church environment and still be okay, you can work in anywhere. And the person was beginning to use the scriptures, and at the end, the people said to, to the person that, we don't have any question. you are just the best for this position. At a very top, is it white color job you call it? Is it white color or red color? You don't even know the color. This one has no color, it's colorless. Because he was using the word of God. They love it. When Richard Branson was asked some time ago that what is the secret of your wealth? He, he quoted the book of Solomon. Cast your bread on the water, you have it back. Plenty. Even if the people outside can. Indira Gandhi said that his mentor is Jesus. When they asked him, why, are you, why do you believe that you know, peaceful peaceful? Um, protest will achieve any good thing. We need to fight these people, cut, cut head and cut hands. He said, no. How are you this? He said, I learned it from Jesus. And he does not know Jesus, but he reads Bible. So, if you is a Christian then, come on, study to show yourself approved work, man. Let the word of God dwell richly in you. That is your incantation. That is your spirit. Richly in you. So that when people are talking rubbish, you know what you you talk. And teach, admonish, speak with all wisdom of the word. Sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, gratitude in your heart to God all the time. Bubble all the time. Bless God all the time. And whatever you do, verse 17, do it with Whatever you do, whether in words or deeds, 
In words, speaking, or deeds, action. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do, whether action or speech, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Giving thanks, it will well up to thanksgiving to the Father. You will be happy all the time. You cannot hear a bang at your door and your heart will call. You don't know whether it's police coming to your door. Why? If it is police, you open your door and invite them, give them tea and coffee. Because you haven't got anything that they're looking for. You can only help them to get criminals. That's a child of God. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. I want to stop here today. And by the grace of God, next Sunday, we'll go on to look at 6 and 7. But remember, I gave you the medicine principle to guard your heart. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 to 27. I will always quote this at the end of every meeting. Above all else, guard your heart. It is the wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth or keep corrupt talks far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level path for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right, to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Shall we bow our heads to pray? My God and my King, you have healed your people by washing them with the word as with water. And so I pray for them. The word that has been sent out today, may he destroy everything the devil has sown in every life. My God and my King, I beseech thee, There are some among us, few may be, who listen to others who have error in their teaching. Erroneous teaching. Father Lord, I pray thee, let the word I have spoken today destroy all errors. Let it prepare and equip your people and give them intelligence. Increase their intelligent questions. So that Lord, Satan cannot deceive them, man cannot deceive them. They will know the truth and the truth will set them free. And they will fulfill destiny. So shall it be unto you. In Jesus' anointed name.